Chris in Tennessee, you're on the air. Go ahead. What's up? Welcome to Nowhere to Run. My name is Chris. Thanks for showing up, downloading the show, whatever. I appreciate it. If you've got any questions for me about anything, you can go to the website, which is nowheretorunradio.com. That's a good way to get a hold of me, by the way, or directly through my email address, nowhere to run 1984 at gmail.com or chris at com. All those go to the same place, and it's the best way to get a hold of me, so... It, the second best is probably YouTube, but still not quite as good. And then third and last is Facebook. The messages there on Facebook, it's not that I get so many of them. It's just that I don't have a good system for getting back to them in a timely manner. So if something's important, the email is the best way to get a timely response out of me. And I usually usually get two emails pretty quickly, you know, within a day or two. Okay, million and one things to talk about. Let's just jump right in. First, a few show note things. If you want to listen to a two-hour interview that I did with Byron LeBeau and his show Cursed.net, I'll put it in the links of this particular show's show notes, which is the 2nd of June, 2011. And it was a pretty good interview about the new age, and really a whole lot of different things were discussed in that uh, interview. So check that out. Download that at the show notes there. Also, if you've had a chance to, I've just put uh, this new podcast, I believe I mentioned, RRN Weekly, that's uh, on the Revelations Radio Network, where I'm putting up testimonies like um, the one that uh, I mentioned, I think, last time with Isabel, and I just put another one up uh, called Melody's Testimony, of, where I think I call it Melody's Testimony or Story of Spiritual Warfare. If you haven't listened to it, go find it on the Revelations Radio Network feed. It's really good. It's about 30 minutes. Very interesting story of spiritual warfare, and I feel it's a I feel it's a really important one. If anybody is interested in that, I'll also link that in the show notes. Let me make a note of these things here. Byron and Melody. Okay, verse by verse also is going to be Mike and I are going to be recording that tonight. So back on track, hopefully with verse by verse. We were talking about it at church last night. How it's really important to. To, to do that, we've sort of alternately been been slacking. I'll slack, and then he'll slack, and then we just tra- trade back and forth. So we're, we're serious about that. In fact, I've been thinking, even if, I, I know I always make the, the excuse that I don't have time, but I really want to try to make time to do more Bible studies or sermons and stuff like that. I don't know what that would even look like. Sermonettes, um, perhaps even going verse by verse through finishing your starting really uh what i was doing with the psalms or perhaps the proverbs or just whatever uh is is feel is on my heart to do so i'm I'm interested about that possibility a lot of things to talk about here where to start um oh i am an official ministry right now Chris White Ministries. I mean, an actual nonprofit registered with the state. Everything is cool. And before you all freak out on me, it's not a 501c3. That was really the thing that prevented me from doing doing that before was the 501c3 thing. Because if you're a 501c3, the benefits of that is that you don't have to pay taxes on donations. And that would be great because that would be awesome. But the downside of that is that they get to basically tell you what to say and not to say. I mean, they don't really police that that much, but you can't 
but you know, one day I'm sure that they will. And it's mostly about politics and stuff. You can't say so. Five hundred one c threes are just they they are great probably for some organizations or whatever, but it definitely doesn't work for for me. So for that reason, I've just been figuring out. Uh, well, I guess I just you know don't know what to do. But um, researched it, found out that you can become a a non-exempt non-profit and the benefit of that is that people that donate to you can write off their uh the donations like they can write off the donations to you now i'll still have to pay taxes on it but that's all good uh so and it also obviously opens up doors for doing stuff at you know local whatever nursing homes and, and and homeless shelters and stuff like that and also you can just do you can do a few different things that with that and it's legal you know so that's that's all good and i'm i'm pretty excited about it connie and i are we are the only um you know members of this nonprofit, just me and her and i think it's been a good thing for us to to sort of have her help a little bit more with the stuff that um that i'm doing because sometimes it gets a little overwhelming and it's good to have somebody to sort of help with a lot of the different things like emails is something that I like doing. That's what I want to do with my, my day, but it's kind of almost getting to a point where I spend so much time during the day on emails that I don't really have time to do any of the other things that uh, I want to do the ministry stuff. So got to try to find a strike a balance there. I don't want anybody to stop emailing. I want everybody to email that has a question about anything, but I think that there's, there's certain things that I can do to make that a little bit more efficient. And one of those things is um, trying to answer a lot of questions preemptively. I get a lot of the same questions and spend a lot of time um, retelling the same things that I've already told. One of those things is something I'm going to be talking about later about um, discipleship and, and this idea that uh, I think is just going to be something that's going to really, really be a big part of what I'm going to be doing from here on out. But um Real quick story about that, too. Well, so Connie and I decided to do this, and so we finished up all the paperwork, and we were, we were researching how to do it, you know, and this form and that form, and you got to fill this form out and do this and that thing. But we didn't really have the money to, to pay any of the fees to, to do it. So we we did this over the weekend, and, and, you know, we just put it there, and, you know, we asked the Lord, it's like, hey, you know, if it's your will that we do this, if... You know, it's your will that we set this up like this. You know, if you could give us the money to be able to do it, you know. And so I had all the paperwork set in there. I wanted to go the next day, but obviously I couldn't couldn't go if it didn't have the, the fees and stuff like that. But sure enough, um, I got a donation that was able to pay for the fees. Like, and um, it was it was awesome. It was just like a perfect perfect thing. And also going down there, if you're anybody's wondering about this, it was way easy. I mean, I was down there with this paperwork, just sure that I got it all wrong, and they're gonna like put a like a D minus on it or something like that. And they just like stamp, stamp, stamp. Okay, you're good. You'll get the thing in the mail or whatever Monday. I'm like, all right. Well, I mean, it wasn't quite that easy to have to go up down floors there in the big thing and then go across town and register with the deeds and register of deeds and all this stuff. But anyway. So, if anybody's wondering, I am legal. Chris White Ministries is on the map. Gonna do something. Don't know what yet. But, anyway, so that's one thing. One of the other things that, um, sort of, sort of is, is about that is one thing that has got me 
wanting to encourage other people to start ministries out there is this idea that the internet, okay, we think of the internet like, oh, it's got everything on there. You can Google how to bake cookies in a boot, you know, I don't know, something totally off the wall. There's like 30,000 resources for that, you know. So I don't know, probably not that one. Maybe. I bet there is. But anyway, um, there as much stuff as, it, as the internet has, it's still really the wild west when it comes to media-based digital ministry, which has a lot of stuff, you know, is on my heart because I've seen a lot of people uh, come to know the Lord through through media ministry, you know, podcasts, videos, websites, reaching out to them in forums, reaching out to them where they are. They're all gathered in certain places in their own, like, you know, subset uh, group, people group, you know. But the thing about it is, a lot of the success that I've had in that, even though I've done a lot of different things, um, has been towards the new age and, and those types of things, not necessarily the new age, the truther uh, folks and everything. That's who I am, where I came from, you know, and uh, still still have a great heart for that because I recognize a lot of the uh, the methods and of deception as well as understand a lot of the truths and all that stuff. And... Um, you know, and I, one of the weaknesses or strengths, I haven't quite figured it out, is with one of the things that I do is I'm all over the map. Um, I rarely do anything really good. Sometimes I wish that I just would have one particular burden and one only, and then I have one website, you know, that I can make really good and do, do really awesome stuff. Like if, like if I just had a ministry to, Native Americans or something like that, you know, man, I would just be a great, you know, thing. I could really focus a lot of energy, but uh, I'm all over the map, and so rarely I got tons of unfinished ministries, tons of un unfinished websites, and 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 sort of things that are just creaking along, and I can't possibly get to all the things that I need to get to, and all kinds of stuff like that. But it, it, I think um, I can encourage you guys to do something. And one particular thing that I was in particular, is homosexuals. I was thinking about this the other day. I wanted to just go look for a ministry that was plain ministering to homosexuals, you know. And I know that uh, Exodus International is out there. That's the one that will come up in Google if you Google it. And they're big and, and everything. But I, I, for various reasons, am not really too keen on Exodus International. And besides that, uh, it, but what was interesting, first of all, is that there wasn't anything else. I mean, there was like one or two websites that were really, uh, I don't even know what the people were doing. I mean, they certainly didn't have any sort of media re outreach or whatever. It seemed like maybe they were doing stuff in their community, which is great. Hey, go to the parades, do all the stuff. That's, that's you know, doing it, you know. But And that's that, I'm sure there's a ton of people doing that kind of stuff. But what I'm what I'm hoping is that there's somebody out there doing some kind of stuff with media ministry, you know, like the testimonies uh, of that one testimony that I have in DVD tract of uh, Caroline. She's she is just this perfect picture of what I would say is hope. I mean, and, and stuff that, you know, homosexuals have not heard, which is that there is hope. And it's not some crazy, you know, hope of counseling in your way or doing all these sort of things. It's it's hope that the Lord uh, will uh, hold up his end of the bargain, um, but you got to hold up your end of the bargain. Something that is not usually said to them, you know, because a lot of homosexuals don't 
want to have the homosexual desires and are praying to God that he would take it from them and becoming bitter because he's not. And I think that the thing that is interesting about her testimony and the reason I have mentioned it before, why I love it so much is because it mirrors exactly what happened to me with my alcoholism. It was, uh, she describes, you know, her apps, she was, she was saved. She was, you know, radically born again. And she said, Lord, okay, here, here I am. You know, you're the boss. I am done with this lifestyle, but you have got to take the desires from me. Now that, that's where she started. And, and what she did next is the important part of the testimony is that she, for the next six months, was diligent. You know, she would turn around in the grocery store if there was somebody in the aisle. If she saw a magazine, she would turn it over. You know, um, she worked in a hair salon. She said, if, you know, something was there, she would turn it over. And, and you know, just quoting scripture, didn't even know any scripture. Quoting John 3.16 when the desires would come up, you know, didn't even have anything to do with it. But but the the point is, is she, she was doing her part. She was repenting, metanoia. She was changing her mind. She was turning away. And the desires for her went away like a light bulb in six months. And that's exactly what happened. The exact same thing happened to me with drinking. I had determined, no matter what, going to quit drinking. That, But the desires and everything were super strong. And for me, it was about three months of just un, just not unbearable. It was bearable. But it really was a constant battle, and it was taking deep breaths, and it was, it was really, really turning on a consistent basis uh, and deciding and turning away from it. And then the Lord did his part. Three months in, it was gone. Now, I'm not sure it's going to work like that for everybody. In fact, I know it's not going to work like that for everybody. Some people, he does stuff like the moment they're saved. Some people, it's just a completely different scenario. I'm sure I could get a lot of emails of people saying this and that and whatever. But the main thing is, is that that is, and I'm kind of going off on that particular point, and that's really not my intention. What I really want to encourage somebody to do here is to start a ministry for homosexuals that has some sort of focus online, particularly, I think, with testimonies. The, the problem in you guys, and somebody that has a, a heart for homosexuals, too, that understands um, the issues. Like, it, I, it would be one thing for me to put together a site or whatever. It would be just another site that, that I have that isn't going to be you know, very well maintained or whatever. And, and plus, I don't really have any other than, you know, wanting to uh, see them, uh, you know, saved like anybody else. I I don't have a particular heart. I can't really identify with uh, them all that much. We need somebody that can. We need somebody that has, has a testimony too. I'm speaking probably to one person out there that knows uh, videos, that that is into evangelism, wants to help and feels driven to help. And I, I don't know what the video thing and the testimony thing is, is important. I don't know if that's what the vision would be, but I think that it's really easy to get testimony. I mean, I could probably mention uh, this and probably get some audio testimonies from one or two or three people out there that have something that we could just put on audio. A ministry can start with like three, four testimonies of people that have overcome homosexuality and then using those in an outreach online, going to the homosexual places online, the forums and whatever, getting to know them, loving them, letting them know that Christians aren't ridiculously stupid and, and hateful and um, letting them know that, like like Christ says, it's, you know, by your love, it the love is going to let everybody know that you're my disciple. There's really no other 
quality. There's, it's not going to be how we dress. It's not going to be anything else that's going to identify us except by our love. So that's the main the main thing, you know. But anybody like that, and it doesn't have to be the homosexual thing. I want to help you, whatever. If you can do this stuff, but maybe you can't do the website stuff, I can help with that. I would recommend, number one, uh, starting a YouTube account, okay? Putting, you know, you can use any of the videos that I have. You can put the Caroline testimony on there or, or whatever else. Even just the Caroline testimony on a YouTube account that is out there on YouTube looking for the people that are looking for help, which is not hard to find. Just go find the videos on YouTube that are talking about this subject, you know, somebody, somebody, and, and go to the comment section and start searching for the comments. You know, there's going to be about 50 comments that are saying something awful and people that are absolutely no desire whatsoever for truth and whatever. And then there's going to be that one comment that says something like, how then can we be saved? You know, it's like, there's the one guy that, that that's asking in, in a sea of, of, of stuff, you know, about that. And you, you just click on his name. Oh, and there you're on his page, and it says send message. Okay, well, I'll send a message. Hey, I saw your comment on the thing. I just wanted to say so-and-so-and-so-and-so. You should check out this link, and, you know, whatever. If you need any questions, please don't hesitate to write, you know, about questions about the Bible or Christianity. Even if you don't, like, I can't ask that. What if they ask questions? They're going to ask hard questions, like, well, what about, you know, the uh, animals in the animal kingdom, and they're they're all homosexual. What am I going to say to that? Well, look, look it up. That's how ministries start. Is you you have get asked questions that you've never heard before and you don't have an answer for, and then oh wait, you've got you're sitting on the internet. You can actually Google this and, and research it, and and because it's this type of ministry, you don't have to answer right away. And then over over time, you're going to start to build up knowledge of this. To you're going to be able to put frequently asked questions on your website, you know, and and just and start to really deal with that kind of stuff on a regular basis and. And by the way, the animal kingdom thing—that's that's, that's uh, something that was actually um, Chuck Missler. I was listening to a, in a commentary recently. I really just broke broke down um, when he was saying something about that. He was he he was talking about that, and he said, you know, there's plenty of arguments against that. And he said, but you know, when people ask that, I would just grant it to them and say, yeah, okay, yeah, it's it's uh, homosexually homosexuality is um you know is a part of our uh, nature and so is murder and so is stealing and so is you know all these things that are part of the sin nature um you know and and, and so he kind of makes that argument and obviously we can be delivered from those things in a sense of we our heart can be radically transformed and that's a anyway so let's let's oh well let me clarify this too it's certainly not just about homosexuality you may be a former mormon or former seventh-day adventist or whatever hey by the way former seventh-day adventist or prospective seventh-day adventist or your family member is a seventh-day adventist check out this awesome website called xadventist.com really just unbelievably wonderful guys over there mark martin just a guy that just is really loving and, and really has a lot of media on there. All the stuff that they've done, you know, videos, audios. It's got conference material all for free. It's, it's just a really great ministry. Tons of stuff there, xadventist.com. But whatever it is that you know, it could be, like I mentioned, American Indians. That was another thing that really got me thinking about this is American Indians. There was One, uh, I, one of the things I'm going to be talking about here in a minute is this discipleship uh, program. And um, one of the things that prompted me to do it was um, a guy who admit that 
that his family was American Indian, and that was sort of one of his uh, questions and hang-ups about Christianity and stuff like that. So I thought, well, hey, you know, I'm just going to go out there and, and find some testimonies from American Indians about their coming to know the Lord, and lo and behold, there is nothing out there. I mean, here we are in, in an internet where you can find a video for just about any possible topic, and you can't find topics for um, American Indians' testimony. I mean, they're out there. It's not it's not a shortage of them. I eventually did find some audio, uh, although it wasn't it wasn't set up a way in it where Google would search it very well. But um, I did find a lot of audio testimonies, a, a whole bunch. And same thing with Catholic testimonies. I mean, when I when I did the ten Catholic testimonies. From I basically only got it from Richard Bennett's site. Richard Bennett is the only guy really doing that. I mean, and and providing this resource so when people are convicted by it. And listen, listen, it, the Lord will use this stuff because he'll use it if it's out there. But it, but it's also not just to put out there and just let it rest there on the Internet. It's to use as a tool when you actively go out and be a missionary online. When you go to the forums and you go into the hostile places, and it's and it's fruitful for these places. When you are when you are from them, Jehovah's Witness. Let's say you're a former Jehovah's Witness. You, we need you, former Jehovah's Witnesses that are radically transformed and the grace of uh, the Lord Jesus Christ, and you totally get it, and you are wonderfully saved. Go back in. Go back in and, and preach the gospel. You know that stuff. And it's it's the thing with Jehovah's Witnesses. I mean, you need to know where they're coming from. You need to know their scriptural reasons for believing the stuff that they do. And you've got to help them. You can't just say, that guy was a mason and is buried in a pyramid. And, you know, it's never going to work. You need to know it. And, you need, and so we need you guys. We need you to go be ministers. And, of course, recognize please, that I have a heart for media ministry. And not everybody is going to be doing media ministry. But if you are semi-savvy about this, you can become really savvy in this. I, I'm not a great maker of videos, but and I never will be that great of, of it, but I certainly, when I first started, I didn't know anything about it. That's why I did podcasts, is because I didn't know how to make videos. So I figured, well, this is what I'll do, then I'll make podcasts. I know how to um, get this, and I didn't even know that until until I inquired about it. And somebody said, "Well, yeah, get this program, Total Recorder, and you know you can edit it in a fine-tuned way with a program called Audacity." And I talk about all that stuff in um, the video that I did called "How to Debunk Stuff." So I talk about the audio, I talk about the video, and stuff like that, and forums. All the stuff you need to know about that is in that movie, "How to Debunk Stuff." I'll put that in the notes too. Uh, how to debunk. Okay, moving on. I think we got the point there. Uh, a few different things here. One of them is this. I don't mean to be boring you with uh, with sort of notes and topics and stuff like that, but this thing I'm really excited about. It is okay. Recently, I put on my main website, NoWhereToRunRadio.com, the a new link to New Christians, and it's got. I used to have something on there called A Guide for New Christians, which is just a video and some links and stuff like that that I did. It's about a 30-minute video, talked about some real basic stuff, and, and provided some links. Now, that's on the new tab. It starts off with that video, but it's also got a lot more. It's got a lot of the things that I normally link to people, questions about stuff, or what about baptism, what about this, what about that. 
What about all kinds of stuff is on the new Christians tab, and it's really saving me a lot of time. I found links or uses for it so many times already. I made it, I think, Friday, and already I've gotten emails that are like, one guy emailed me the other day, and he just simply asked, like, what do I think about some cult out there? It's like, I don't remember exactly the name of it, but it was a derivative of the Worldwide Church of God. And I was like, well, I think they're a cult. And then he writes back. He's like, oh, okay. Well, see, the reason I ask is because I'm what you would call a new Christian. And I don't want to be involved in a cult. But I do want to follow the Lord Jesus Christ with all my heart or whatever. <laughs> he's like, do you know of any places where I can find links to good teaching and, you know, information? I was like, oh, well, yeah, actually, I do know where you can do that. Here is this link so so also not only is it helpful for that for for the random emails that i've gotten i've gotten probably three or four that have been like oh perfect for for check this link out this has that somewhere in that link um but it's also like in the occasions where somebody has been you know a new christian and okay well let's get you started with the christian starter kit i mean that's sort of the reason i originally made the um, the video guide for new Christians is sort of a starter kit and sort of point them in the right direction. But really, it doesn't really do a whole lot of good for them. I mean, it gets them basically on the right track, but it really requires them doing a lot of stuff on their own. And 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 so in, there's been a few occasions. One in the the guy that um, that one of my friends that that died in a car wreck. I, I mentioned it not too awful long ago. He was actually saved a night that um, we hung out and I didn't see him. Till, till his funeral. Um, but that night, I gave him, um, at my to my chagrin, my MP3 player. <laughs> it was only a two, gig, two gigabyte MP3 player, and I sat down with my computer that night, and I filled up with two gigs of like everything that I, you know, he put the Bible on there and put um, lots of verse by verse commentary and selected, uh, you know, sermons about some of my favorite, you know, stuff and, and selected, you know, even conspiratorial type stuff and stuff that I thought he would be interested in. And, and so two gigs is like a starter kit. And I found out later that he, you know, really listened to that all the time, you know, during those next, uh, I think it was three or four months until he uh, died. And I did that one other time, you know, and, and so what I'm saying is that 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 was like a thing like, OK, well, you know, this particular situation, let me put all these things together. And those there have been situations like that. And uh, since then, obviously, that I've wanted to, like, set people up with all this stuff and put them on a good path to where they aren't vulnerable to all kinds of deception and stuff like that. Because uh, so anyway, fast forward, what I what I did yesterday was put together this this basically hard copy of everything that was on that list and then some actually then a lot of some um this is now over three gigs of of really thought out organized material that i think not just new believers i mean this will take somebody from zero to advanced christianity and let me just go through the file structure here this is you can use a dvd four gigs of stuff you can use it like a usb flash drive so this is something i can mail to people this is uh, something that I could probably put on a zip drive and have people upload, although I think I'd rather mail it to people. I, don't, I have unlimited bandwidth, but I think at that point it's going to start getting crazy if you start having a lot of people wanting to upload three gigs from something. So I could probably put it on a torrent. If anybody wants to help with that, please uh, let me know. Um, okay, so so here we are. Let's just go through some of the stuff that's on here. I want to quickly go through all this stuff. Um, and then, and, uh, just mention, here's the, here's the file structure, what, what some of the files are called. Issues, teaching, prayer, esword, apologetics, basics of spiritual warfare, the gospel, books, random helpful stuff, 
a guide for new Christians video, basic questions, and the New Testament. And I just have the New Testament on there. Probably should go ahead and put the Old Testament on there. But anyway, so let's just open up, obviously, the New Testament. We know what that is. Uh, basic questions. Here in this folder, I have pretty much just a few audios from Russ Dizdar's basics of, what does he call it, D dynamic discipleship. I've got five audios from that. How to begin to grow uh, powerful in prayer, how to be filled with the, Holy uh, the power of the Holy Spirit, how to worship in spirit and truth, how to have a daily meeting with God, how to get into the Word of God, how to know the presence and power of God. So basic questions there. Um, moving on to Guide for New Christians video. That basically just has the video and also the accompanying text file, which has the links that the video references. Let's see, random helpful stuff. This one includes mostly audio and, yeah, this is all audio on this. It's uh, the How I Quit Drinking and Smoking audio from the video. Sin and Grace, this is an audio from a video sermon jam I did with Russ Dizdar, basically him saying, look, when you sin, uh, you know, it, when you sin through this, don't run away from God, run to him, you know, run and ask, you know, for uh forgiveness and have him you know convict you of sin and you know anyway so it, it sort of helps kind of that guilt thing that we have that keeps us from prayer it's like oh god's mad at me but it also encourages us to of course be holy and to strive for holiness um so how i quit watching pornography is uh i put that video and just made a uh, audio of it for space reasons put victor's story on here and beware the legalists also this is just in this is kind of like uh i'm kind of going backwards in order of importance here probably but but that's um, a good a good podcast too because it talks about how when you're a Christian you'll be usually hit with some sort of uh, some sort of false teaching right before you know the word and stuff. So audiobooks, okay, we're books as to the subsection audiobooks and ebooks. And the ebooks I have um, Hudson Taylor's Spiritual Secret, which is a great book on, on PDF there. I also have The Kneeling Christian about prayer. And then I have uh, a narrative of some of the Lord's dealings with George Mueller, which is the name of a book, basically George Mueller's book. This is an EPUB file. I'm not sure exactly what an EPUB file is, but I couldn't find it in the PDF. I, I think I figured out that it could be opened on a, on um whatever, in, uh, on a PDF thing. Audiobooks, I have The Jesus Style by Gail Irwin. Thanks to Nicole Malone for recommending that. And I also have uh, Mere Christianity in there. Um, okay, moving on to... I also have a, a thing about the gospel. I have four or so MP3s of... These are MP3s from videos. It's got things like um, my the True Gospel video that I did. It's got the first word of the gospel by David uh, David Guzik. It's got the Lost Doctrine video that I put on a lot of uh, of the DVD tracks. What is salvation in two minutes? What is the gospel uh, by uh, that propaganda guy? It's a pretty pretty hip version of the gospel, sort of a poetic teaching of it as well. So lots of different angles. The gospel is like a jewel anyway. You know, you can look at it from different angles and, and to really understand it, I think uh, all those audios will give somebody a pretty good understanding of what the gospel is. Basics of spiritual warfare. I put the whole course, including the notes of basics of spiritual warfare from Russ Dizdar on here. So it's got, it's got pretty much, I think something like 13, 14, 15 audios uh, about an hour each of about spiritual warfare. 
Um, Evidence for Christianity, subtitled Apologetics. This has lots of stuff. Uh, I've got a folder here of the problem of evil, which I just essentially put um, the problem of pain audiobook in there. Alleged Bible Contradictions. I have this one on there. I love this because uh, I basically just saved a website that uh, answers like 101 biblical contradictions and it has like it really searched well so basically you open this file and you don't have to be on the internet or anything you just click this htm file it'll open it up in your browser and you can navigate it just like you would a website because it's all it, it, it's hyperlinked to different portions on the website it's all on one website so it, it's basically a bible contradiction uh key <laughs> uh, alleged bible contradiction key all in one little htm file Oh, uh, we've got uh, the evidence for the existence of Jesus, the, that 30-minute video that I did in an uh, audio file. I've got some William Lane Craig stuff, some question and answers that he did. He has done. I've got arguments for the existence of God. Is God logical and necessary? The relationship between faith and reason. Can we be good without God? Why is Richard Dawkins so popular? Who designed the designer? The flying spaghetti monster and the evidence of God... I think it just cuts it off there, whatever the rest of that call. Refuting arguments for atheism. I have the case against evolution, uh, one and two, how Christianity can be the one true religion by William Lane Craig. Reliability of the Bible, three-part series on the reliability of the Bible. One, I've got the entire one-hour movie of the Age of the Universe from Gerald Schroeder on there. And did anyone ever change the Bible? I've got the audio from the video that I did, which is titled Elsewhere, Did the Illuminati Write or Change the Bible? Here it's just called Did Anyone Ever Change the Bible? So that's just audio. So a lot of these videos that I've done, I just made them into audios, which is which I think is all that's really necessary for some of them. I've put on here eSword. Um, eSword is a free software program, so I've got a link to install eSword, and then I've got a few different apps that are ready to be installed here too, including Vincent Word Studies, Matthew Henry's Commentary, Clark's Commentary, the Geneva Bible com uh, Commentary, as well as other versions besides the King James and the Strong's Concordance. Oh, I've got Wesley's Commentary here. ESV and ASV are both included in this, uh, in this package of apps for eSword. Those are the ones that are uh, free and, and relevant on the eSword website. I've got a folder here about prayer, and it's the importance of prayer. This is that, that about 15-minute video that I did not too long ago. It's actually in video form here. And then I also have a, a Charles Spurgeon uh, sermon here. It's about an hour long called the uh, uh, true, prayer, true Prayer, True Power. And then I've got teaching. And this one, I didn't really know exactly how to, to do it. What I did is I have a little read this first document in there, and I, I give basically the what I why I think that verse-by-verse -verse teaching is important and where to find more verse-by-verse -verse teaching. And as opposed to just putting, I, I could have put a ton of verse-by-verse -verse teaching on here. I mean, I could have put the entire New Testament by you know Chuck Missler or David Guzik or something like that. But instead, I chose to give a pretty large or a sampling of, of some of my favorite verse-by-verse -verse teachers and then sort of uh, put a pretty big, like, I put, for instance, Chuck Missler going verse-by-verse -verse through Romans, which is a ton of files. Um, actually, I think he did about an hour per chapter, so, you know, there's about 
17, uh, 18, 18 hours of checklists with the Romans, which is really good. Obviously, you want to go through Romans at some point early on anyway. And then also Matthew. I went to David Guzik, his entire Matthew series, which is about um, 10, 36 hours of David Guzik going through uh, the book of Matthew, which is another book that's important. And, of course, in 36 hours of David Guzik going through Matthew, you're going to be hitting all over the Bible, and you're, and, and you're going to be understanding a lot more. Also, I put Stephen Armstrong, who runs FirstByVerseMinistries.org. First by I put him going through the first letter of Peter, and also sort of just give a taste of Stephen Armstrong and the different types of Steve, uh, teaching styles. He goes pretty slow through it. I think he's got 11 hours of going through First Peter. So that's all I have in teaching. I just have those three files, throw three those three guys, and then the Read Me First file, which has links to other people, including Mike and I's Verse by Verse Ministries and, and other people that I enjoy, and links to how to get it and, and why it's important. And then finally, Issues, the Issues folder has, um, okay, there are a lot of actual Word documents here. Well, actually, they're RTF documents, which not everybody has Word, but everybody can find something to open up in RTF. Uh, things, questions like, is baptism necessary for salvation? Uh, tr the Trinity, hell, uh, and all three of those are from CARM, C-A-R-M.org, who uh, has some really... Um, level-headed views on all that stuff and by and, and both of those really refute a lot of the common heresies about those particular things which are, are pretty much a lot of uh, that's something that comes up really a lot um, also I put um, I put what about homosexuals here I put the mp uh, mp4 so the actual video of Caroline's testimony is on here and uh, Bible versions and Bible study stuff I put just a, a text file of me talking about Bible versions and, and why it's important to study the Bible and which Bible books I like to start with and all this kind of stuff. And then the occult, what it is and why it's bad, I put an audio file of the recent video that I did called um, uh, Demystifying the Occult. So there is about an hour-long MP3 of me talking about the occult and why it's bad in a very methodologic, methodolic, I don't know, you know what I mean, way. Also, three sub-folders uh, here. What about spiritual gifts? Um, that is a two, two audios in that one. Prophecy. I debated about whether or not to put that in there, uh, but I figured, hey, 25% of the Bible's prophecy. God wants us to know about prophecy. I know it's going to keep a lot of people probably from wanting to use this because they may have a different view of prophecy than I, than I do, but I would just say you can fix that just by sort of converting over to my view of prophecy it's really it's the best hermeneutic it's the most logical it goes with the scripture uh the most and so there's no reason not to basically i um i just put in that prophecy thing i put a little text file that says look this is prophecy a lot of people good people believe different things i put this in here because it's what we believe you need to go look this up for yourself and find out what, it, what everything is. And so basically all I put in there was the recent pre-wrath rapture video that I did, which I think that if anybody has seen, it's it's nobody's argued with me about it. I mean, people argue with me um, very little about anything that's in that video. It's just, it's scripture the whole time, really fast-paced, just scripture. Um, and then in addition to that, I put something I probably uh, shouldn't, uh, which is a verse-by-verse -verse sort of commentary thing that Charles Cooper did of the book of Revelation. The reason I like that is because he doesn't speculate 
on things that are not explicit in Scripture in there. And so there's not a lot of rabbit trails going on in that verse-by-verse commentary. It's kind of a bootlegged thing. It's kind of a poor quality. You actually hear my computer, you know, I'll be watching a YouTube video and it'll come on for like 15 seconds or something like that. So it's uh, it's really not that great, but it is the only way that I could get that. And then um, that, oh yeah, I have one last thing. What about the Sabbath? This is something that comes up all the time. It certainly came up uh, in my early uh, Christianity there. And it's actually a something I, I uh, it's, it's a copyrighted thing. It's actually something from Chuck Missler, uh, one of his uh, things that he sells about the seventh day. And it's a two-hour study about the Sabbath. The reason I like Chuck Missler's study on it is because, as he says at the beginning of it, at the end of it, both, he said, you know, the reason you know, lawyers know if they've come to a successful agreement, if both parties feel cheated. And I think Chuck Missler's study on the Sabbath both both makes the people that uh, are, you know, rabid Sabbatarians feel cheated. And it also makes people that uh, think that it's just... It's just an easy issue. It makes them feel cheated too. So there's, so he really comes to a conclusion that I think is solid and, and biblical. But anyway, um, so yeah, I put a lot of thought into this, and I am not exactly sure how I'm going to be distributing it yet. I what I need to do is I need to take all the stuff that I put on this hard copy, and I need to now put put all that stuff available on the the linked download, so most people can just download what they want out of it if they heard me talk about it. Perhaps I'll, I've got a lot to do today, so I don't think I'll get a chance to do it. But soon, very soon, I will do that. And um, so anyway, let's let's now move on to the next. Oh, but but here's the goal. When I, when I put a video up on YouTube that's essentially going to be describing this and saying, if anybody wants a copy, email me or write me and I will mail you a copy, that's what I think that I'm going to do. I think I'm just going to bite the bullet and just mail out copies to people no no cost no obligation just tell me where you want me to send it and i'll send a copy to you and that's that's i think that i'll probably do it that way and i'll try to find a way to get this in a zip file online maybe in a torrent but see not a lot of people do torrents either so i need to find a good third party place where i can upload three gigs and and because i don't think that a zip file is going to be able to compress these mp3s and videos and stuff like that very much and might even make it bigger so, so what to do about it? I'm not sure. Um, okay, moving on to something that we've been talking about a lot, and I probably should just talk about this from the beginning. If you're still with me, thanks for sticking around. Um, so we've been talking about Victor's story and love is the thing, and and you know I don't know if you're like me, but I've certainly been bombarded with this idea over and over and over from all sides. Sermons at church are about it, and, you know, the Bible is just leaping off the pages about it. And I've been reading books. I just read this book called Radical by David Platt and Researching Samaritan's Purse, and all of it's just like, oh, my gosh, that's what I need to do. I need to be serving. I need to be loving radically. I need to be out there doing something. But then the question that keeps coming up is, well, how? What does it look like? Does this mean soup kitchens? Does this mean giving more money to bums? What is the deal? And how do I how do I make this work? Well, the, the first question to that is, it's it's a matter of lifestyle change. You know, it's 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 not a it's not a religious thing. It's um it's going to come out of your heart. It's going to be a something that is 
going to change your daily, the way you live daily. And of course, that is impossible. We cannot do anything apart from him. His love, his spirit is going to drive that. That's why he said, look, that's how you're going to know that they're going to know that you're my disciples. You can't fake being his disciple. He's got one way that he's going to tell the world that uh, that that these guys are my disciples, and it's going to be through radical love and loving one another and love your neighbor and all this stuff that keeps going on and on and on and on about. Well, it's because it's impossible to do unless you are. Now, I know that there's philanthropists out there and stuff like that, but there is a different level that is available to Christians that have the Spirit of God. I believe that we can fan the flame, turn up the dial. Well, we can't turn it up, but we certainly can pray for it. And there's lots of different reasons. Everybody, lots of different ways. Pray is, is certainly one thing, but I think doing it is how it starts. If you're like me and my wife, we are waiting for a engraved invitation um, from heaven to show up in as writing on the wall that says where we need to go and then also has a little envelope with all the money to buy the plane ticket there and tell us what to do. That's what we're waiting for to be able to do something. Even though we're, we are slow, I mean, reading all these books, watching all this, these videos and, 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 and hearing all this talk about, no, go do it, do something now. Gosh, you got to go and, and love and, and do this and help the needy and the poor and the sick and the, all the, everything. So, but it's like slowly, slowly happening, changing our hearts, you know, to where it's becoming natural. It's kind of like, I'm sure, Many of you seasoned Christians know what I'm talking about when you can read book after book after book on prayer, reading, reading all these books and nothing's really happening. It's not sticking. You know, you may want to pray a lot for for uh, a while, but then, you know, it kind of fades away. But I don't think there's anything wrong with reading prayer books. And I think a lot of times prayer books has changed, have changed people's life because it gets them to want the thing that they do need, which is the engine to be um, to, to start firing on all cylinders there and. That is the engine of Christ. And he it's his love that we have for people. So anyway, the doing is the thing. I think that sort of starts the ball rolling. I think that um, you hear constantly, especially in this book, Radical, he talks about many different things. He's not really trying to make this point, but it's evident in what he's saying, that the people that went out there and did it, that changed their life when they saw it, when they put faces with the names, when they got the... The feeling and the the realization that it was all true that there were all these blessings and things associated not necessarily monetarily but in your heart the cure for depression is as Isaiah 58 uh, says the helping of these people the helping of the in releasing you know people from bonds and the and evil and and helping the poor and the needy and clothing them all this stuff that's the cure for all this stuff uh, Isaiah 58 just check it out um, but the main thing. Um, I'm saying to you is is what are some practical things that we can do in light of all this stuff? And, you know, uh, if you're like me, my life really doesn't encounter a lot of needy people offhand, right? I don't really constantly have, you know, people that I can go help that their house burned down in a fire or something like that and I can go help do whatever. I mean, I'd love to do that. I, I think we need to make that a part of a thing that we tell our friends and even our acquaintances. Hey, uh, by the way, let let Connie and I know if you guys have any, need anything. And I mean that seriously. If you need us to scrape the crud off, you know, some, the garage or 
or whatever, uh, you know, load some stuff in the truck, help you move, whatever. We're you guys. Remember us when you need something. And I think that that's that's something that's interesting to people. I think that sort of like changes things a little bit. And it also, when you get an opportunity to do that stuff, because it's better to get to know somebody in that context than it is to go to a movie with them anyway. You know, hey, you're both sitting there scraping crud off the, the kitchen counter and it's or whatever it is. I don't know what crud I'm envisioning, but you know what I mean. That's where you really get to know anybody anyway. Um, so, so anyways, uh, that there's that with the individuals that you know. And then there's also... Uh, so anyway, bums are about the only thing that I see on a daily basis as far as if I just lived my life. I'm only going to see the guys standing on the street corner, and I'm going to be convicted about, well, how much money? Does this mean I give them more money now that I'm, I'm loving more? What, and, then, and, then I, and I'm not talking about a, a personal methodology. We're all like, well, what I do with bums is I, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't even – it's not about our personal views about it. I don't even – I. It's not so much that I get. Maybe it is. Maybe there's somebody that has this perfect thing about what to do in, in the event of bums. I'm thinking probably the best thing to do is just to pray. Lord, do you want me to give this any money to him? And then uh, maybe, I, or how much money do you want me to get to him is probably a better better question. Uh, and because, anyway, so, but here's the issue that I that I found out yesterday. So I'm sitting there Wednesday night, churches and in church, and I'm talking with uh, the assistant pastor there, and always a pleasure to talk to him about all kinds of stuff. And I was asking him about this very issue, like what is what is it that you know can can make this actually start happening? And in the course that he's he talking about a lot of good things and everything, and and of course mentioning uh, prayer and you know not just praying. And, and asking for stuff, but also just spending time with him and listening to what, you know, he wants you to do. What do you want me to do? And sort of just reading the word and, and praying, but also just asking, what do you, what do you want me to do? And then when you hear something from him to do it, you know, I think that, I mean, obviously I'm not necessarily, well, not obvious, but I'm not talking about audible stuff, but I think that you know what it sounds like when he says not to do something. And sometimes you may be wrong about that, and I know I've certainly been wrong about it before, but I think that the times that I've been obedient, the ones that I rationalize away are the ones that are probably him because he's saying to do something that is not really what I want to do. The ones that I tend to listen to are the ones that uh, seem to agree with what I want to do anyway. Um, but I think if we were more obedient to those ones that were telling us to do the hard things, we would probably start to hear them more often. Um, it's just my personal theory, and I say it as a theory because, you know, I'm not doing it, but I think that I really want to start. But here's the practical thing that I wanted to mention. Um, so the issue is that we don't have stuff in our daily lives, but churches do. He was talking about something. He was mentioning, you know, uh, somebody... Uh, did have a fire, you know, and they needed help. And I had talked to him before about Samaritan's Purse and how Connie and I were looking and getting involved in all that stuff, but it was hard because they want to make you, like, stay there for a week, and it's really hard to make your schedule work around it. He's talking about how, you know, he's got this family over here that's got a fire and, you know, this person. And he said one of the things that they get frustrated with is that sometimes people don't tell them, like, hey, I just had surgery and we were in the hospital all week and, you know, all this stuff. Like, it's like, well, that's what stuff you need to tell us. You know, that's what we're good at doing, you know. But they don't have 
the resources to send the people out to do all the things. I mean, they, they get reported to as a central location. They're the ones that know where the fires are and where the floods are and who, what member of the congregation or who this and, and who's in need and all this stuff. There's lots of opportunities to serve and not just serve the people in the church, but serve all kinds of stuff that the church hears about. So what I would say, and our church is relatively small. I mean, it's, it's you know, one service on Sunday. You know, it's, it's, not, uh, it's not a big church. But um, it is, uh, it, it's, it, it still gets a ton of stuff. If you go to a relatively big church, I bet they have like a system where it's like this is where all the needs go to. Just ask them about it. You know, and if and if ask them what are they doing with all the needs or how are they reporting it? Is there an email list that goes out when when certain needs are are there? And and just something you could look over and be like, oh, I can go cook some dinner and bring it to these people in a in a, in a uh, hospital. I mean, that's not hard to do, and that stuff makes a difference. Bringing somebody dinner or, or whatever, calling up the hospital and being like, can you even bring dinner to these people, or is that cool if they let you do it? And and um, I think I've told the story here about how that actually led to uh, entire families' salvation at one point because these people just brought them dinner. They didn't even like do anything except for bring them dinner for I, I think it was like a weeks or weeks on end or whatever. But um, what I'm saying is churches. They, in my my church, actually, when I asked him about this again, he's like, okay, that means you've asked about it twice. That means you know you you're. Uh, um, I, I got a job. You can pray about it. Let me know if you want to do it. And I'm still in the process of praying about it and everything. But he's like, we need somebody to organize all this stuff, to create a system to where when these needs and emergencies come in, that we could text it or email or whatever, 24-hour kind of thing. And then that could go. That could be put out on the email list, website, Facebook. Every, everybody can know what the needs are and when they are, and organize the groups to go out there and do the thing and help help the people and and all this stuff. So that's something they've been thinking about. It's like, what are we going to do with all this stuff? We've got so much stuff we don't know. We don't know where to do to do with it. Now, that's that's the bottom line. Go ask your church. If you are not in a church, why not? And I say that seriously, even though I could say that it took me a long time after being saved to go to church. And I think that the problem with that stance, and I'm telling you, coming from the conspiracy world, especially the sort of transitional conspiracy Christian world, it's a lot of but all the churches are corrupt. If you go into a church, you're going to, you know, you're going. You, there's no possible way that they're good or whatever. But that that doesn't make any sense biblically. I mean, it would be like saying, well, God can't really get a few believers together to do anything uh, good, or can't get can't get uh, any two people to agree on consistent theology or doctrine. You know, it's just impossible. All the churches, you know, there. The the thing is, is of course, there's churches like that that are uh, off the mark, some more than others, and you shouldn't go to those churches. But you don't have to go to them either. In the old days, when you were searching for churches, you would have to go and sit through a sermon on Sunday, and you would have to read their, go in and grab their paper about um, what we believe and look for any clues for heresy in there. But now, now, all, which most of them don't really put the heresy in the, what we believe, but they usually there's hints usually that there's something not right there. But now we can go to their website, read all that stuff, download their last 
week's sermon and and listen to it and, and look at the programs and look at the stuff like that and find out, hey, this is a good one to try out. And then not be too crazy about finding the perfect church. You need to find a church that you feel comfortable with and you need to stick with it um, and, and serve there and do do whatever you can to, to help. Um, it says in, uh, I believe it's Titus, you know, that uh, we need to... We need to not grow weary in doing good, but especially those of the household of faith. Um, the thing about churches, especially for us in this sort of world that is going bad, um, we need to have local people that we can stick together. The Bible actually says that. Hey, look, when, when the day of the Lord is approaching, you guys got to get real serious about this. Look, don't believe me. It's in Hebrews. It says, uh, and let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works. Okay. It, it goes on to say, not forsaking and assembling ourselves together. So it's actually talking about the assembling in, in the context of love and good works. And let us consider one another. Okay. I'm thinking of a Brian Regan sketch when he like takes everything piece by piece and considers it. Okay. Uh, let us consider one another. Okay. First thing. In order to... Stir up love and good works. Okay, we're considering one another in order to stir up love and good works, comma, not forsaking the assembling ourselves together, comma, as in the manner of some, most of the initial transitional conspiracy Christian movement, but exhorting one another. Okay, so saying, hey, you know, you can do it. And here's the issue. And so much the more as you see the day approaching. The days, referring to day of the Lord, capitalized in most translations. But whatever you think the day is, it's approaching. And so much the more, don't forsake your assembling t uh, together for exhorting and love and good works as the time approaches the end. There's probably very few people listening to me that would not agree that we're pretty close to that day approaching. It doesn't matter which way you look at it. And as it does, it's going to be important to have a, a group of people that is good enough, you're probably not going to agree with them about um, prophecy. You're probably not going to agree with them about certain issues or whatever, but that's okay. It's not so much the little details, and especially as the day approaches, as it says there in Hebrews, because as it does, persecution is going to increase. Um, there's going to be the, the faint of heart are not going to be there when the ceilings are in disrepair and you guys are having to meet you know or in bomb bombed out you know underground whatever then there's not going to be any discussion about like well you you believe this little thing and i believe that little thing and once that's what you need this is what this is all about a group of people that are uh, committed and really committed and as as this all gets darker and darker out there the church is going to get brighter and brighter the real church is going to get brighter and brighter. A lot of people are probably going to fall away. And, you know, especially when persecution or whatever, if and if and when it happens, a lot of there's going to be a lot of falling away, but there's also going to be a lot of brightness, a lot of victory. And I have here some, I'll finish with these radical steps. David Platten's book, Radical, which is a pretty good book. There's some things I probably wouldn't recommend about it. I mean, very minor disputes with his theology. I like David Platt, though. I think he's great. My brother-in-law goes to his church there in Birmingham, and I've been to it a few times, actually. Um, but the uh, it, it's a pretty good book. 
he's got these steps at the ends. I'm going to sort of give you a modified version of them. He says to the, the, these radical steps where he's got this thing for a year, everybody be radical, you know, and to pray for the entire world. He's got a real heart for world evangelism. So, But I wouldn't even modify that just to say to pray regularly. And I know everybody says that is sort of a, just a, a mantra, but, but you've got to really put forth the diligence to to taking time. And it really comes out of reading the next one, which is reading through the entire word. He talks about Bible reading plans, and that's, that's all fine and good. I really haven't ever done one of those. But um, I do know that here lately, and I don't know if it's a result of me praying pretty consistently to have a thirst for the word, but most of those prayers were not, I didn't feel like I, I had it, but all of a sudden I do feel like I have a, a thirst for the word. Get, um, get a Bible that uh, you can understand. I know, uh, I know there's all kinds of stuff out there, especially among us conspiracy theorists about the King James, and I love the King James. And I do think it's the best manuscript tradition, but I also think that the, uh, bet it's better to understand, especially if you're reading the Old Testament. They're all using the Masoretic text. Nobody would deny that. Just if you want to get ESV or a American Standard Bible or whatever for the reading the Old Testament, then that's good because they're all using the matter of Masoretic text. There is no Westcott and Hort in the Old Testament, um, and the Masoretic text has been verified totally by the uh, by the Dead Sea Scrolls and all that stuff. But also, I, I you know I recommend the King the New King James Version. I think the the Jesus is Savior website's criticism of it is unfounded. It's based on basically ignorance of um, a few different things. It says it gets rid of repent when in actuality it, it doesn't get rid of repent like the Westcott and Hort does. It changes the Old Testament versions of repent when it's talking about God repenting and just gives the literal translation which is changes mind. God changes mind. So, it, But in the Jesus is Savior website it's like it takes out all the references to repent. And that used to get me. It had me fooled for a long time. But the New King James uh, is, and if you read the, the if you read the translator notes of the New King James, you'll see that they were incredibly committed to the idea of uh, against the Westcott and Hort version. They actually said things like in the footnotes they refused to put like as some of them do the oldest and most reliable texts say thus and you know when it's talking about the um, uh, Westcott and Hort it basically says. Uh, you know, it just says we're not going to do that, and this is why. You know, it's it's pretty it's pretty adamant about that. It's a pretty good Bible translation, and I understand it. I'm not saying that's why I have the new thirst for it because I've had this for a long time and still haven't had it. Uh, it's like I'm reading it slower. It's like it's making sense and it's jumping off the pages, and I just couldn't be any. I'm reading huge sections at a time. I'm not like, well, I'll just read this chapter today. It's like, oh, what does the next chapter say? You know, so. Get to that point, and that really will drive the prayer life, is I guess what I'm going to say. It's an outgrowth almost of that. The Bible reading is something that we can do, um, you know, and and out of that sort of springs a, oh, okay, well, let's put this down and pray to this wonderful, loving God that is on the pages of the, this Bible. And, and, what, and all the ways that he's glorified in it sort of drives the prayer. Um, Okay, so there's that. There's reading the Bible, Bible plan. Uh, to commit our lives to multiplying community. That particular thing is about church. Um, and that's good, like I was talking about. I guess that covered that. To sacrifice our money for specific purposes. You know, whatever you think about money issues, I, I definitely know it is giving is a way to break the back of mammon in our lives. It's really the only way. It's like the last bastion of conversion is to convert the wallet, and it really is uh, something that 
somehow in the pain of giving is the freedom from the love of money. It's just set up in that way. And so it's something, uh, you know, there's good books and stuff out there. I like, I recommend um, one called Money, Possessions, and Eternity by a guy named Randy Alcorn. And then finally, to give our time in another context. So he talks about either whatever it is, you know, going to going to help somebody with their flooded house or going to uh, the mission down the street and, and helping serve stuff. Or he says 2% of your time to go across the country or go to another country. He's real, real big about going to other countries and stuff like that. So anyway, um, now... And like I said, I have a heart for digital ministry. I think that's something that I want to recap and remind people about. If you have a burden and you want to start something like this or, or could see what I mean about like how simple it can start with just a YouTube channel and, and a decision to go outreach people just on YouTube and having that grow from there into, you know, and you can use that then in forums and, and different things. Just having one sort of central place to send people back to, even if it's just uh, that Caroline testimony or whatever, or you find some audio, let's say, if you or about the Mormon thing or or some other kind of thing, the Indian, you know, Cherokee or whatever Indian stuff that you want to reach out to people, whatever, 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 whatever. Media ministry, if that's you, consider it, pray about it. Is it something that you can do? Is it something that you want to do? Is it something that you could stick with? Is it something that you could uh, uh, really make a part of your life? Um, other notes, don't forget about the Byron LeBeau interview, the Melody interview about spiritual warfare. Both of them are going to be in the show notes. And so far, if you listen to me talk about the description of that, uh, that disc and you want a copy, go ahead and email me about it and I'll send you, uh, the advanced copy. I'll probably change it, uh, for, uh, up in a lot of different ways. Visit the website if you want to. Lots of links to what's going on there. I just put a new, a new thing about the gospel there too on the on the front page. But you can see a lot of different stuff there on the on the website. Sign up for the newsletter and see the, the links to the YouTube and the Facebook and the and the Twitter and all that stuff. So with that in mind, I'll talk to you next week. Bye bye. Thanks for listening to Nowhere to Run. You can download all of the archives to this show and others I've done for free at NowhereToRunRadio.com. Your prayers and donations are needed and appreciated. You can partner with me to reach many more people with discipleship, apologetics, and the gospel. Go to Nowhere to Run Radio to help support this ministry. Thanks for your time.